Welcome back to part two of a discussion that we were having about the will of God. We're glad that you're here. Of course, we're glad to be here. So let's go right into it under the fig tree. He showed you how to do that. He's going to help you do the same. That's right. So good. End of my rant. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good, man. It's so good. Um, it's It's really interesting, man, because I think this is really the core of how to live, uh, I'm going to call it a successful life in Jesus Christ. Yes. Everything, <clears throat> everything may be strong. A lot of what I see mm-hmm. within the church world today really can be cooked down to whose will is being accomplished whose will is being promoted yeah whose will is being executed that's tough that's what i see though yeah man that's really honestly what i see and that that you know that may sound critical it is it it really is yeah but i'm okay with that yeah because we were we were instructed that we would know a tree by the fruit it bears. Right. And and one of my one of my pet peeves for lack of a better term is I'm called to help the body become. That's that's what I'm called to do. Right. Jesus Christ invited me to do that several years ago to to and my job is to help the body. So he lays in my heart a care for the body of Christ. Yeah. So when things get out of whack and they're extraordinarily out of whack in different places within the body of Christ right now. Yeah. It really affects me. And so I'm being extraordinarily honest with, with the listeners as we're having this conversation. There are a lot of people and a lot of leaders who are simply choosing their will over his will. Yeah. And there's a scripture that says... Brethren, this ought not so to be. I'm, I'm going to say it like the old King James. <laughs> Brethren, this ought not so to be. Right. It ought not be. The very nature and the core of who we are is to come to Jesus. Nobody forced us, right? Correct. We made a decision to ask him to become our Savior. Yeah. But you and I know, Troy, that there is a huge difference between Jesus being Savior oh. and him being Lord. Absolutely. Jesus Christ right now, for the listeners on this on this podcast, listen to this carefully. Jesus Christ right now is the Savior of the whole world, whether the whole world is born again or not. He's already paid the price for the whole world. Absolutely. So in a sense, he is really the Savior of the whole world. Now it's up to people to make their individual decision. You said that earlier, right? Yep whether they believe that and whether they're going to ask him to come into his come into their life or not. Yep. But for those who have done that already, that's not the end of the story. No. Your will will determine whether he's savior and lord. Yeah. It's your will. Does that sound about right? That is a great point to make because it it, it becomes cliche, my Lord and Savior, my Lord and Savior. It becomes cliche. You see people win awards for making all kind of ungodly music, ungodly movies, 
ungodly TV shows, and the first thing they do is first say, thing they say. I, "I want to thank my my Lord and Savior." And I'm not I'm not trying to be overly critical. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what's what's going on with those folks. Again, you're looking at the fruit, right? Yes. The bottom line is this: Jesus says this Himself. Why do you call me Lord? Why do you call me Lord when yeah. you won't do what I tell you? Yes. Very difficult for you to do what God tells you to do when you don't talk to God. Mm. It's, it's difficult for you to see the reason why you need to bend your will yes. and put your will to the side when you don't spend time with them. You mentioned the scripture earlier. I know the plans that I have for you. Yes. It's difficult for you to enter into those plans, right, when you don't spend time with them. That's right. The bottom line is this. You're not going to trust somebody that you don't spend time with. That's exactly right. Now, let me say it this way, because I want to put this caveat to it, because this goes to the Lord and Savior thing. Okay. When you are desperate, say, for instance, you're drowning, and somebody shows up right by the edge of the pool or by the edge of the lake and say, Give me, grab hold of my hand, yes. somebody you've never seen before. You're willing to trust that person because they can pull you out of trouble. Right. But if that person starts to advise you in life after that, you're like, wait a minute, I don't know you. Right. That's so good, man. You won't accept that. Such you know a, what I mean? Such a good point. Because you have not spent time with that person to allow them to speak into your life. They were good enough to pull you out of trouble. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yes. When you were desperate and your life was on the line, it was good enough to pull you out of trouble. Yes. But not good enough to advise you on how not to get back in the trouble. Wow. And this is sometimes how we treat Jesus. Oh, my He's good enough to get me out of trouble. Yeah. But I think I can figure out this life thing on my own. Yeah. Now, now, now that I'm out of that situation, move Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh. And to be honest with you, right now. this is what ends up happening. He keeps being savior and keeps being savior yep. and keep, cause you keep getting in trouble and you yes. keep getting in trouble so and he's constantly savior, constantly savior, constantly savior. And he never becomes Lord because you won't listen to anything he says. Yeah. Boy, boy, that's really good. That's really good, and I think it's accurate. It may be hard to hear for some, yeah, because I feel like there are people who are listening to this, and what we're saying is locating them. I believe so, and and, and that and if that's the case, then once again we're talking about the will of God, right? Yes, but but we're also talking about the will of man. So Correct. if if this conversation is locating you then guess what? You're being thrown into the valley of decision right now, and you have to once again make a decision whether the truth of what we're saying, you're going to how you're going to respond to it. Absolutely. Because, guys, the, just in case you hadn't figured this out yet, with everything that's going on in the world, I think it's safe to say, Troy, that time is winding up. I think you're very safe to say that. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Time is winding up, man. I mean, I, I hear people, I don't know what they, I don't know if they're saved or unsaved, but I mean, I, I, I even hear newscasters who are saying, wow, you know, time is just going so fast. I don't yeah. really know what's happening, Bob. Yeah. Me either, <laughs> Sue, you know? <laughs> and then they grin and then they go on to the next story. Yeah. But, but the world is recognizing that something is happening. Yes. That time certainly is speeding up. And that, and that it, it appears that we're coming to the end of something, coming to something. something. Yeah. And so we really have to make sure that we take the truth 
of God's word, Troy, mm-hmm. and let it do what it does in our hearts. What does it do? Sometimes it cuts. Yes. Sometimes it cuts deep. Yes. But the cut will get out, if I can say it like this, the, the deep cut of the word sometimes, it's simply to remove the thing that won't let you grow and won't let you live that will eventually kill you if you don't allow the word of God to cut deep Amen. and remove those things yes, sir. that it's trying to take you out. Yes, sir. That's the reason we're on the, you know, that's the reason we do a podcast. It's not like we don't have anything, anything else to do, <laughs> but, but we believe that this, we have something that we can say that will help people. And I just want to encourage people today, man, that, um, search your heart yeah, and have a conversation with God and say, God, am I living out your will for my life? Sometimes that can be a very uncomfortable question. To it's ask. a brutally honest question. Yeah. But it's, it's sometimes, in my opinion, sometimes it's the only way to actually get an answer. Yeah. Is to be brutally honest with yourself and be brutally honest with God. Yeah. Because then he will be honest with you and begin to show you very clearly, from my experience, begin to show you well, I'm glad you asked. It sort of becomes, a, well, I'm glad you finally asked me. You yeah. Know? And so anyway, that, that's, that's, uh, that's my rant. For <laughs> <laughs> Two rants. Two one rants. One podcast. One podcast. <laughs> I do know there's been times, and it's just full transparency, right? Mm-hmm. There's been times that I've been tied into things that I'm thinking, okay, we, we're doing this for the kingdom. We're doing this. Uh, but I had no business being tied into it. Oh man. Um, yeah. and, and there's been times where I thought God was in a thing mm. and he wasn't. Yeah. And, um, I'm, I'm tied into this and I'm wondering why is this so difficult? Why is it so hard? Yes. Why am I so tired? Yes. Well, there's no grace there for it. No grace. Because I'm outside the will. No you know? grace. And, uh, uh, God's not helping you at that point. Right. You know what I mean? Because you're outside the will. Sure. And I've, sometimes they're very good things. Can I, can I say that? Sometimes you can be tied into very good things, oh, absolutely. profitable things, fruitful things, but it's not, it's not for you to do. It's for somebody else. And it's wearing you out. It absolutely is because <laughs> you know? God is not helping you in that because it's not his will for you. That's exactly it's right. Somebody else is supposed to do that. So uh, I believe that you can do the right thing for the wrong reason. Right. And still be wrong. Sure. Does it help somebody? Do people benefit from it? Absolutely. Sure. But but you're doing it for the wrong reason, and you're yeah. out of line, and you and you just you're not where you're supposed to be. So yeah. that means let, let let me put it this way. Yeah. If I'm supposed to be helping you with this podcast, right? right? Right. But I'm off helping somebody else with a different podcast. Right. And that podcast becomes successful. I'm still not where I'm supposed to be. Right. Because and and on top of that, I've left you without the help that you need. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. If it's supposed to be you and I doing this podcast, but I'm helping somebody else with their right. podcast. Right. Then now you don't have the benefit of what God had tied together for us. Right. To That's do. That's right. Right. That's right. And so this is why it's important to be where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Because nobody lives this life for themselves. Yeah. You shouldn't. Let me That's say it exactly that way. right. You shouldn't live this for yourself. No, that's that's awesome. Proverbs three, five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on 
on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Yeah. That's awesome, man. In all your ways. In all your ways. Do not lean. Do you know how difficult that is for believers today? Not leaning on their own understanding? Yeah. Yeah. And then agonizing over the fact that your path is all kinds of crooked. Yeah. You know, there's jagged edges and cliffs and and all kinds of, of obstacles along yeah. the way. And like you just said, you many times we wonder, I've certainly been there. Many times you wonder, well, God, why is this so hard? Yeah. And he's saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart <laughs> yeah. and don't lean onto your own understanding. There's another scripture. I don't, I don't have it up in front of me, but it says that before you say, I'm paraphrasing, before you say that you're going to go and do this, that, and the other, you should say, if the Lord wills. Yeah. That's a great indication of relationship that I could go and do this by my own will. Yeah. But I should probably check with my father to see what he thinks about this idea that I have to go to Florida or whatever and start a business. Yeah, man. Because in my mind, oh, man, this is going to be great. And this is going to. And many. Can I say this? Many times believers will make the decision for themselves and then try to make it God's will. Oh, boy. Can I say that? I think I just said it. I think you just did. Yeah. I think you should yeah. probably say it again. Well, let me let me say it for the people that's in the back. <laughs> if we're not careful, many times we will make a decision on our own and then try to bring God in and try to make it God. Yeah. And that's a dangerous place to be, man. I've been guilty of that. So have I. That's why I know it. That's why I can say it with such conviction. Because I've been there before. Yeah. Just sure, you know, that, oh, God's going to bless this. He's going to bless. Never asked him. (laughs) Train wreck. (laughs) Train wreck. Train wreck. Oh, God, save me. Help me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that's a valid point to bring up. Most of the time, we look past that scripture. Yes, sir. We, we really do. And in yes, fact, sir. let me tell you how we look past that scripture. We say, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path, right? Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't bring up the, the other part of it, lean not to your own understanding. We don't bring in that part. We forget about that part. Yes, that, that's, that's the thing that triggers the whole thing. We were never meant to figure anything out. That's right. If you were meant to figure it out as a believer, if you're meant to figure something out, then I have to ask you the question, why is Holy Spirit in you? Why? Why is the purpose of him to lead and guide you into all truth? See, I would go back one. I may get in trouble for this. Is Holy Spirit in you? <laughs> you gave them the benefit of the doubt. Why is Holy Spirit in you? Yeah. But I think, I think in some cases it's worth possibly asking, is he in you? That's a good question. Yeah, you guys can see I'm not as mean as Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> you, you, you know? <laughs> but, but you know what? I think we talked about this. Yeah. Neither you or I want people to spend their lives thinking that they were in good graces in their relationship with God 
yeah. only to find out at the end that he has to say, depart from me, you illegal worker, I never knew you. I don't want that for anybody. I don't want that for anybody. No. But God certainly doesn't want that for anybody, way more than we could express that. Yeah. You know, so once again, why do we do what we do? Why do we even do a podcast, right? I, and I'm saying that because sometimes, yeah, there may be things that sound a little tough and sound a little hard, yeah. but at the same time, if I follow my Lord, yeah, man, right? If I follow my Lord, Jesus Christ, he said hard things all the time. Yes, he did. And was and was almost without fail mis- misunderstood by many. Even many that followed him, the Bible says at one point he said something and they, they, you know, many didn't follow him anymore to the degree that he turned to his original 12 and said, are you guys going to leave too? Yeah. And in that moment, Peter had that moment of brilliance, you know, and he says, where are we going to go? Basically, you've messed us up for the world, God. You know, (laughs) Jesus, you've ruined us, Jesus. Where are we going to go? Only you have the words of life now. Yeah, man. And I think that's a, but see for me, Troy, that's a reality that we all need to be living in right now. Agreed. When everything is said and done, are we able to say to Jesus, where am I going to go? Man. Only you have the words of life. This may be tough. This may, uh, you know, I've cried some tears, man. I felt some hurt. Yeah. But where am I going to go now? I want everybody to have that experience, man. Where am I going to go? You, I've heard life. You've given me life through your life and through your words. There's nothing else that I can do now. Yeah. And I think that's where everybody needs to be living, man. Man, that's such a good point. Peter's stroke of brilliance at that time. Like, uh, uh, just, just repeating what you just said. I, I got nowhere else to turn to. I got nowhere else to go. It's, it gets to a point where you experience too much truth that you can't go back to the lie. You're not going to be comfortable in that. You're not going to get any rest in that because now your life is so changed Yes, that you can't go back to doing what you were doing before. That's right. It won't fit you anymore. As much as you try to make it fit, it won't fit you anymore. The peace that you obtain by coming to Jesus and the peace that you obtain by submitting your life to him, yes, it won't be the same if you go back. That's right. One reason we know it won't be the same is because when he left, he said, peace I give to you. Yes. Not as the world gives. Right. But my peace. Yes. And so he's giving you his peace. And for you to turn away from that, how can you get any rest anymore? No. How can you get uh, comfortable anymore? You don't have his peace with you. You're not activated in his peace any longer. And I think if anything is tragic, Mm -hmm. And that goes against the will of God. If there's anything that's tragic, it's simply looking at truth in the face and yeah. turning away from it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I agree. Judas looked at truth in the face and he turned away from it. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, what can be more tragic than that? Oh, my God. To have that experience with Jesus and you know it to be truth. Yes. And you still turn away. Yes. It, that That's so interesting, Troy, because... I think it's safe to look at it like this as well concerning that example, Judas. Yeah. I believe Judas was so focused on how he thought things were supposed to go. I do too. That he was blinded by his own. Here he is, like you just said, standing in front of truth. Yeah. And can't see because his will 
Yeah, man. Blinded him. Oh, I think that's a I think I that's agree. a relevant truth for today for many people. I agree. That our will, ooh, our will becomes our own truth. Mm. That's a thought. Very good thought. Our will becomes our own truth. And we may even, boy, this is a scary thought though, that we today could be standing in front of him in front of truth, in front of his word, hearing his word, but it's just pinging. It's, you know, it's pinging. It's not, it's not going in. It's hitting you and pinging off of you because you've become so focused on what you think is your personal truth. Yeah, man. I think that's a reality for a lot of people right now. I I think you're right. And, and I love people that have ambition. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. But but a lot of times if we're not careful, yeah, ambition can be the enemy of truth. Yes. Right? Yes, be- I agree. Because of what you just said. You get so hyper-focused on tasks and so hyper-focused on the end yes. that, that you're just checking boxes as you're going through stuff because you're, you're focused on the end goal. That's right. And that might not even be the road. That's right. That's the will of God for your life. That's right. But but you're ambitious. You're you're checking boxes off. You're getting things done. Yeah. You're you're putting stuff in your rearview mirror. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I've already done sure. that. I've done that. I've done that. Sure. And now I'm I'm heading towards this goal. And that might not even be the goal for you. And I think ambition a lot of times can be a deterrent more than it can be a help if it's not properly stewarded. I believe that. Here's a good example of what you're talking about, because because this is where so many people live. Money. The pursuit of yeah. money. Yeah. And yet we were told in the Bible not to pursue money. Be- and if I can paraphrase, we were told not to pursue money because it will get you off. Because yes. it will it will railroad you and won't give you the, the results that you're hoping to get if you pursue money. Yeah. So I think you're absolutely right that many times that ambition makes an individual so focused that's that's great if you're a good you know if you're somebody who can really lock in on something, but at the same time you got to be able to lock in on the right thing. I think you're absolutely right. And if you're not locking in on the right thing, when when he says give it away, oh boy, that and that goes against your ambition to become. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Man. there's a problem. You can have goals, and there's nothing wrong with having goals. I think what ends up having to happen is those goals have to be aligned with the will of God for your life. They have to be. And there's no way that you can align your will or or your goals, I'm sorry, with God's will until you know what God's will is. Until you know what God's will is for your life. Exactly. So, again, there's time that you have to spend with God, and, and people are probably talking about how do we. Yes. Understand. Yes. God's will for our lives. Right. How is it possible for, for me to know God's will for my life? Yeah. Right. So we'll go to that. Let's go to it. In Romans 12, which is one of my favorite passages. I normally don't have to read this, but I'm going to read it anyway. Okay. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service or your reasonable act of worship. Yeah. Right? Yes. Now, what I love about this is the second verse. Yep. Here's the result of doing that. 
and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yeah. So for people who have an issue knowing what the will of God is for their lives, I will tell you this, this is your starting point. Yeah, that's good. Is to begin to present yourself to God a living sacrifice. That's great. Which means now my will, my emotions, oh, here's a big one, my opinions, my thoughts, my uh, ideas. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Let's, let's just slow down for a minute here. <laughs> my opinions? Yes, all of it has to be submitted to him. Ooh. And you have to take all of that. And put that on the altar. Watch this. Not just once. Daily. Daily. I present myself a living sacrifice daily. Mm. Yes, sir. Even your opinions. Mm. Even your opinions have to be submitted to God. Mm -mm. They can't because they can't trump truth. No. So your opinions, your ideas, some of your aspirations. Yeah. Some all all of this is submitted to God. My strengths. My weaknesses. Yes. My abilities, my talents, my gifts. All of this has to be submitted to God. Yes. And then that's where you start to understand what the will of God is for your life. Think about it this way. Once I submit all those pieces to God, I put all these pieces out. It's almost like a jigsaw puzzle. Yes. And then he takes all these pieces and and, starts putting them together. And and now you start seeing what the will looks like. You see what I mean? Yeah. And this is what we have to do on a daily basis. I submit all this stuff to him. Yes. Boom. Take this. Mm. Take this. I strip myself of this. I don't need this. Mm -hmm. I don't need this. All I need is you. Yeah. And if you tell me what it looks like, then that's what I'm going to carry out. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Luke 9, 23. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, <laughs> let him deny himself. Oh, man. And take up his cross daily. Doesn't that sound like presenting yourself living sacrifice? It sounds just <laughs> like it. And follow me. Follow me. I've always said this for years for years. I it's I really feel like me and Jesus laughs laugh about this all the time because I say, "Where you going, Jesus?" <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, he said, "Take up your cross and follow me." I'm like, "Where you going?" He's like, "You know where I'm going. I'm going yeah. to Golgotha, and I'm yeah. going and I'm going to get up on my cross." Yeah, man. And I'm inviting you to to do the same thing. Yeah, man. This, oh, my goodness, this this is controversial. What we're talking about right now, Troy. It is. In 2022.9, we're on, we're, we, you know, we're just a blink from 2023. It's counterculture. And this is counterculture. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. Talking about getting up on your cross, but we didn't say it. I just read it. I, yeah. I didn't, I'm not the writer of the book. <laughs> That's it. It's necessary. You mean he has an expectation? I think I told you this before. I'll say it for the sake of the reader, uh, for the sake of the listeners. One day I I heard who I knew to be, this will sound a little strange, I am a little strange, guys. One day I heard who I knew to be the father speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Not the son, not Holy Spirit, but the father. And, and I knew this because of what he said to me. This is what he said. He said, my son has a right to his healthy expectation of what is supposed to be produced from your life. I'll say it again for those of you in the back. The father said to me, my son has a right to his healthy expectation 
of what's supposed to come from your life. Yeah. And that that was scary, man. And he yeah. wasn't angry. He didn't say, but he was just very it was a it was a statement that he said real straight and to the point that he wanted me to get and understand that he's the one that has finished his course. Yeah. He's the one that has done it perfectly. Yeah. And he's the one that has an expectation of what is supposed to be produced from our life. And it was really, he didn't even have to say the rest of it. I understood it implicitly that he was saying, so now are you going to, you know, are you going to cooperate or not cooperate? Yeah. Are you going to lay it down or not lay it down? Yeah. Are you going to follow him for real and become a disciple for real? Yeah. Or are you going to continue to have a form of godliness and then continue to deny the true power of God, which can only be found in his word when you lay down your will before him? Absolutely. This is just good stuff, man. There was a, there's a story, just, just going with you on that, the expectation. He has a right to that. Right. There's something you're supposed to produce and he has a right to expect you to produce it. And he has a right to partake in it. He does. Right. He does. One of the issues with that fig tree and he cursed that fig tree. Yes. Because the tree had leaves. Yes. And if that tree has leaves, then it should have fruit. It should have fruit. Right. Right. And when he gets up to the tree, the reason he went to the tree, because he saw the leaves. Yep. Even though it wasn't time for the figs, it had leaves. Yes. And so he goes up to the tree it has leaves, and he looks, and there's no fruit. Oh my. And he curses the fig tree. Now you won't produce fruit anymore. What was the problem there? The problem was it had the appearance. Yes. It had the appearance of something. Oh, boy. That it wasn't. Oh, boy. It was saying something about itself that it wasn't. Why is that relevant? Because we as believers have to look at ourselves the same way. Do you actually produce fruit? Or are you just a bunch of leaves? Mm. Oh, my goodness. And this is ha- really good. You have to look at that. You this have is a great conversation. This is one of those things where you have that self-inspection. And, and, and I say self-inspection tongue-in-cheek, but really what that is is, like David said, Lord, search me, Lord, and mm. find if, if there's any iniquity in me. If there's any iniquity in me. Yeah. Search me. Yeah. And this is a process. This is God's will, too, for you to have him in your life yeah. to, 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 to examine you yes. daily. Yes. If there's any iniquity, in, that's when that cutting, that yes. deep cutting comes. I need you to pull that out. That's why the Bible says that he chastens us. Ah, yes, sir. And how does he do it? Not, not, make it, not, not causing you to fall off the ladder and break your leg. No. Not not your washing machine breaking down. <laughs> no, it's not. Not your car breaking down. No, it's not. The Bible says that he chastens us by his word. By his word. What does chasten mean? Because even a lot of people get chastened all discombobulated. It simply means child train. Yeah. It means he's training us. He's not abusing us. He's not an abusive father. No. But he's a father who loves us and is willing to do what needs to be done so that we don't stay children. That's discipline, right? That's called discipline. That's it. That closes the parameters to put you back on the road. That's exactly right. Yeah, man. That's exactly right. And so, yeah, yeah, here we are. Here we are in (laughs) 2022.9. That's what I call it, right? (laughs) And um, if, if, if I can say this from a prophetic standpoint, uh, uh, Troy, the Lord told me in 2019, 
He said, I'm, I'm giving the church 10 years. Now, let me, let, me, let me make sure I say this right up front. I'm speaking prophetically right now, but let me say this right up front. I'm not saying that at the end of 2029, going into 2030, that Jesus is coming back. I want to make sure I say that so nobody misconstrues what I'm saying right now. Got you. I'm not saying that because he didn't tell me that. That's right. But I do believe that there is a serious change that's coming that will start in 2030. Yeah. Because everything that he told me at the end of 2019, much of it has come to pass already. And here we are in 2022. Yeah. And we have about eight years left. Yeah. Why am I saying that? Because we said earlier that God has laid in our hearts the care for the body of Christ and yeah. for people in general that we would become sober and vigilant. Yeah, man. That's scripture. Be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, is going about as a roaring lion looking for people to devour. Absolutely. That was said not to the world, Troy. That was said to the body of Christ. Yes, sir. Good night. That was said to the body of Christ. <laughs> the warning was given. The instructions were given to the body of Christ that we ought to now make sure. And look how long ago that was said. Yeah. Be sober and be vigilant. Be vigilant. Can I say this? I, 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 I'm going to say this. The Lord said to me not long ago, he said, many of my people are drunk on their own worship. He said, many of my people are drunk on their own worship. Yeah. He said, many of them are drunk on their own way of worshiping me. Broke my heart. Yeah, that is heartbreaking. But also made me examine and say, oh, God, am I one of them? Exactly. See, that's what we're trying to get, get, get our listeners to understand. The whole idea is to throw your arms out and lay down before the Father and say, okay, Lord, do surgery if you need to. I'm not moving until things that are going to, you know what I'm saying, that's going right. to cause me not to live a real life with Christ that's right. are taken out of me. We have to be here now because something's coming. Yeah, Something's man. coming and it's big. Yeah. I call it God's reset. That's what I call it. Yeah. Because everything that's happening in the world right now is about the church. It's about waking the church up and getting her in position so that she can handle what the enemy is going to try to do and is already trying to do so that she's in position and will be able to handle that and be able to have real dominion where it's necessary. Some things are yep. going to happen because it's prophecy. It's Bible prophecy. Yeah. But but I really believe, Troy, there's a whole lot of stuff that we, if we simply rise up and wake up, wake up and get up, that we will be able to speak to and say, no, not not yet. No, not now. Yeah. No, not that way. No, don't you touch that. Yeah, I agree. You used the key word there for me, dominion. Absolutely. And dominion. I believe in it. And, and I definitely believe in dominion. I believe it's, it's absolutely biblical, but just looking at looking at that in light of or in, in context of what we're discussing about the will of God, as long as Adam stayed faithful, remember he said, "Be fruitful, multiply, subdue, have dominion, yes. replenish the earth." Right. Right. So, as long as he stayed faithful, he had that dominion. When he had fallen and got outside the will of God. Dominion was gone then. Right. Right? Right. 
How did he get dominion back, mankind? Jesus comes back, and what does he do? He stays in he, the will of he, God. He stays in the will of God. And what's the end result of that? He ha- he said, now I have all power, all power. and authority yes. in heaven and in earth. And, and in earth. So now, now dominion is back yeah. with man through yeah. Jesus Christ. Yes. Right? So we have to understand that the will of God, ah, I love this stuff, is directly tied to the dominion, or I should say it the other way around, the dominion is tied to the will of God. Yes. But only through obedience. Yes, only through obedience. So as you obey, obviously as you obey God, you stay within his will. Yes. As long as you're within that, yeah. dominion is yours. Yeah. And right. you can exercise and walk in that dominion. Yes. But the problem is, is when you get outside of the will. Yeah. That's where it becomes problematic. Yeah. And this is why especially with all this stuff we have coming up soon, it's important for us to stay in obedience. Yes. Stay, uh, what's that What's that dirty word you mentioned earlier? Stay sanctified. Stay sanctified. That's the dirty word. I got another dirty word. <laughs> stay submitted. Oh, that's another one. Submission is important because you, you never get to obedience without submission. Without submission. That's right. And that's the, we, we stay open to one another. We stay submitted to one another. We Dude. stay submitted to God. And submission has to happen. Dude, here's another dirty word. Stay in a place of repentance. Be willing. You know, repentance means to turn around, change your mind. Yeah. Be willing to 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 change your mind when God says, no, that's the wrong way to think about that. Or, no, that's the wrong way to see that. Or he takes you to his word, right? And his word says something different than, than how I was seeing it or thinking it. So even from that perspective, right, mm-hmm. we, we, we have to stay in a place of, of repentance as well. Changing the mind, right? Changing the mind. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. By, by the renewing, of, renewing the mind. of your mind. As your mind is renewed, you start to think differently. That's exactly right. Right? So this is this is awesome. This is so good. We could go on and on and on. <laughs> Be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> I always have fun with this. This is, again, this is one that one of the brothers, he said, hey, I'd like to hear some conversation about this. He sure did. Uh, listen, I want to do this. Info at h20live.org. Info at h20live.org. If you guys have some things you want us to talk about, uh, you'd like to hear some discussion on, maybe even like to hear us fumble over, I don't know, <laughs> go to info at h20live.org, h20live.org. And uh, you can email us there with some of your suggestions for, for commentation, or I shouldn't say commentations, commentary. Commentary. What's wrong with me? <laughs> for commentary. <laughs> and we'll give you our thoughts on it. You know, the one thing, even if we fumble over it, the one thing you can count on, well, two, is it will only be per the word of God and it will be honest. Yeah. You can count on that. Yeah. So don't take it easy on us. If you got real questions, yeah, man. We, we will try our best to tackle them. But I want everyone to know the only only thing we got for you is the word of God. That's it. And we try to make sure that we separate our opinions, you yes. know, or how we think about something the word says and and versus what it actually says. And we normally try to stay lined up with exactly what it says. And once again, that's part of the will of God. So now I'm not worried about 
trying to say something original. I have nothing original to say <laughs> that's worth saying if it doesn't line up with the word of God anyway. Absolutely. So you can count on those two things. We, whatever you want us to talk about, we'll be glad to tackle it. And you can count on it being honest, and you can also count on it coming from the word of God. That's it. I have fun, man. This was great. This is Troy. This is Bruce. And we thank you for spending time with us here under, under the, the fig, fig tree. tree.